This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Not great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Another big hour coming your way. It'll be primetime 99 Alex Stein or primetime Alex Stein 99. I think, I, I think in the interview, Carrie, I said primetime Alex Stein 99. Okay. But although it may be primetime 99 Alex Stein. You know what I mean? I have no idea. Yeah. No, no clue. Now, have you seen the videos? No, I have not. This is the guy that will put on like scrubs and show up to a city council meeting. And then rap about masks or about about shots or jabs or vaccines, or he'll oh, rap about okay. um, about uh, Ukraine. Um, he he's from Dallas area, but he goes to Plano and he does it there. And he's he's gone to some others, and I think that he's actually done it via Zoom call in some other municipalities around the country. Hmm. And he was just on with Tucker Carlson the other night, and this guy, I mean, there's something wrong with him in the, in in a great way. Um, he just doesn't care. He's kind of like me where he doesn't he doesn't get nervous about stuff. He just walks up in front of people, and it's cringe as hell, but it's very funny. And he actually does a bit, a bit of a Joe Pag show rap today, too. Okay. Alex Stein, 99. Alex Stein, primetime. Primetime, 99. Alex Stein, something like that. And he's on the grind. He says he's on the grind as well. So we'll have him at the bottom of the hour. We've got a, a great story off the top here, though, which is really, really something. Um... Because as much as it was cringy to hear the person who emailed me saying that getting cancer is about the same as alopecia, which it's not, uh, would you laugh about somebody making a joke about your wife having, having breast cancer? That's not the same thing, not even close. Um, it's sort of the same thing here with a story that we're going to have for you. Um, there are some women saying that they feel raped by something that is nowhere near. We'll have that in a second on a Monday. It's just so stupid. Hey, Carrie, I don't know what it is, but you are like a, a stupid story magnet sometimes. It's a compliment. It's a, co- it's a compliment, though. I'm complimenting you. I'm saying nice words to you. So if you've got a stupid story, find Carrie. And then she'll send it to me. What? What do you mean? Why can't you be the stupid story magnet? Why'd you like it? I could have sent you a really good one today. Well, you, so the, you um, held back on the good one? Gender woman and tweeting about her first period. Harry, stop it. Would it come out of her ear? No. I'm just putting it out there. I mean, it's. No. Yeah. Yeah. Pardon me, man. Why do you have a, a pad on your ear? I'm a woman! Dude, there's something so very wrong with this entire thing. Glad to have you here at the Joe Pags Show. Do me a favor. Stop by JoePags.com. If you want to see that story 
where they're basically blaming Trump and Trumpism or the fact that Trump won the election in 2016 on why Will Smith smacked Chris Rock last night. Go to my website, JoePags.com. It's the top story in the site. Go there and click on it. On the right-hand side, you'll see my parody from last week. Um, what is a woman? Go and check that out. Uh, other stories are there as well, plus links to the Rumble um, videos that we have for our interviews. We, we update it constantly. We've got a full writing staff now and everything else over there, so make sure you stop by. J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. If you've got social media and you've got a favorite site, I'm probably on the site. Go and follow me there. There are links on my website, and you can write to me. Scroll down to the bottom, click on contact. That email will come right to me. Will come right to me. You know, I had somebody uh, back and forth with somebody a little while ago over on Twitter where she wrote me about how, well, this is serious and uh, it's not okay to make fun of somebody's disease and da 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 da. And she's very sarcastic at what she said to me. And I wrote back, this is not okay. That's not the proper reaction, blah, blah. She writes back, and again, very sarcastic. And I, I found myself being very fatherly. And I said, watch your tone with me. You ever say that to your kids? Watch your tone. Oh, yeah, I've said that. Yeah. That's something parents say. It's part yeah. of our part of our vocabulary. <laughs> it's in our dictionary. Watch it your is, tone with yeah. me, young man. Um, a couple of times, probably. So I wrote her back. She didn't write me back. It was like, I have an hour. She's like, I better not write him back. It's like, Dad just yelled at me. It's like, watch your tone with me. Right, I know. And, and then, yeah, listen, I don't mind having the back and forth. What I don't like is because you're hiding behind your keyboard and you're on your device, you think you could say anything. Polo actually alluded mm-hmm. to this last week. Yeah. You can say anything you want. And just get away with it scot-free. Like, there's nothing's really happening. You know, I'm not really yeah, saying anything wrong because it's Snarkville online. No, why don't we, why don't we do better than that? Maybe I'm wrong about it. Although, it's going to be very hard not to be snarky in this story. So you're telling me that this woman, I, I can't even, I'm not even, going to, I'm not even going to give you a tease. Just give us the story, please. Okay, from The Blaze, a New York lesbian couple is suing a fertility clinic after receiving a male embryo instead of a female embryo, likening the incident to rape. Heather Wilhelm Rutenberg and her wife, Robin Rutenberg Wilhelm, were reportedly assured by a fertility clinic in upstate New York that lab specialists could guarantee their child would be a girl, according to the New York Post. But when Heather visited the doctor for a 15-week appointment, the couple was stunned. Heather was pregnant with a boy. Their son was born in December 2020. Now, more than one year later, the couple is suing the CNY Fertility Clinic on 11 counts. Hello? Battery. Heather told the Post she flipped out when she learned she was pregnant with a boy because she felt like her body was, quote, taken hostage. Heather claimed he was put there against my wheel, will, just like rape. After learning their child was a boy, the fertility clinic engaged in a seven-week investigation to determine how the couple ended up with a boy. The couple was convinced the clinic had implanted someone else's baby. Heather admitted that during the course of the investigation, she had no connection to the baby inside, and she tried not to think about being pregnant. Seven weeks later, we got an email that this was our embryo. It was indeed male, and it was indeed related to Robbie. No one else had our baby. There was no female baby coming. Heather said the Post reported, I was so furious. I, it felt like a deep betrayal. How the bleep do you mess up that bad? And both women said they would not could not connect to the baby during the entire pregnancy. After the baby was born, Heather said she could not bear touching him because it sent electric shock waves through me. And she said she also experienced extreme anxiety because when she looked at her son, he would contort into the faces of all these grown men that I know. And she said she experienced complex postpartum depression, including several incidences of suicidal ideation. Now, the couple declares they love their son, but they are suing the clinic because they claim the fertility clinic, by implanting a male embryo in Heather, robbed their son of an emotional connection with his mother. 
I mean, I'm reasonably smart. I, I don't I don't understand any of this. They couldn't have an emotional connection because at first they thought it wasn't their embryo. Um, I guess I can kind of understand that if you think it's somebody like you're acting as a surrogate and it's not connected to either one of you um, by DNA or by relation, uh, I guess I can understand that. But once they found out it was, what was the excuse then? Because it was male? Well, it, it goes on to say the couple told the New York Post they did not want a son because Heather experienced sexual assault when she was younger because of gruff male stereotypes. We didn't want to have a boy because of the assaults and because of the socialization of boys. There's constant socialization of what it means to be a real man. People say, oh, he's a boy, let him hit you. And all the camouflaging guns don't help. It reinforces masculinity, and that's a reminder of the assaults every time. I'm just, I'm trying to be calm. I'm I'm trying to be calm because um, let him hit you, he's a boy? Oh, he's a boy. Let did, him hit you. Did you tell yeah, your I, boys I that? I have two boys. I have yeah. never, ever, ever said anything like that, nor would I. Ever. Ever. So you should, your boy punches somebody, and you look at them and say, hey, he's a boy. No. Yeah, I mean, no. I'm not I, saying that. Mm-hmm. Some would say, at one point in my life, I was a boy, although I don't remember it. It's been a long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I never walked around hitting people. Um, I certainly remember getting into a dust up here and there, but that's what anybody does. I've seen girls do that. Um, so that's not really a general boy thing. I grew up at a time where we were really filled with toxic masculinity. We we're all horrible masculine people. And still, I'm not out here sexually assaulting people. Never would, never have. Um, it doesn't make any sense that this person or these people, these, this couple, has been so convinced that half of the population is just horrible. That even when they found out it was their own DNA that was making this child, they were still just horrified. It felt like rape. I mean, that's sick. That's actually, um, I think, making a mockery of people who have actually been raped, which is not okay. And what about this boy as he grows up, starts hearing about mom and mom complaining that he was going to be a boy? And it's going to happen. I mean, they're in national news now um, that he wasn't wanted. Are they going to raise him to be more effeminate so that he's what less of what she sees him as? She looks at him and sees the faces of other men, and that's horrible. I mean, I think she needs psychiatric help. She needs some help. You know, again, I've gotten in fights with people. I've gotten in arguments with people. I never see their faces on those I love afterwards. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. There's, there's a disconnect here, and there's some damage here. Go ahead and get some help. I mean, what about this child? I mean, I, if I'm CPS, I'm stepping in going, hey, okay, your mom sees sexual assault faces in your face. We better take you away for a while. I'm not really clear on what his future looks like. Other than, I mean, you're talking about this, uh, abuse. This is abuse. Just them reporting this. Why would they go to anybody and say, hey, let me tell you why we're suing somebody? Right. Knowing that there's a child in the balance. Don't they care about him? I mean, I saw the picture. They appear to be hugging him or something. They, they look like they like him now. I don't know. But it was all about them and their feelings and, and how horrible society is and the socialization of, of boys and men and boys are going to be boys and toxic masculinity. What about him? Carrie, did they, they appear to care about him in that story? Uh, not in this story. I mean, now they said I know they have a connection with him now, but they certainly did not in the beginning. Oh, thank God they've got a connection now. Uh, See, I mean, I'm telling you, there should be a test before you can bring a child into the world. 
Should be a test before you can bring a child in. Got, got to be some kind of test. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. It's my belief, simply by what they said in this article, that CPS should visit and potentially take away their parental rights. This kid is in danger, I believe, at least mentally, from their outlook. And I know, listen, I'm a parental rights guy. I've got a bunch of kids. I am for the government staying out of my business. But they just reported to the world that they, that they look at this kid as the enemy. And that's a real issue. 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Coming back. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pags Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Getting some questions about the story, and if I heard the story correctly, Carrie, it's that they actually went to this upstate New York clinic, and at some of these clinics, you can choose the 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 sex of the child, mm-hmm. right? And they chose the sex to be a girl, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be a boy. Now, this is still a human being. You can't just off the child and ah, oh, look at that. He's born. He's he's a boy. Let's just kill him and try again. Can't do that. Uh, that would be murder, of course. Um, I'm not sure how you screw that up, but it sounds like it was a mistake by... But but listen, sue them for the mistake. I get it. You thought right, you were getting right. one thing, you're getting something else. To call it rape is disgusting. And then to basically just levy all these complaints about the kid's you know, sex, it doesn't make any sense. This is a real human being, and it's really your son. I mean, one of them is the direct mother by egg of this child. I mean, how, how's the child going to grow up? But people are, are they're writing me asking, did they assume the gender? Well, yeah, because they were told what the gender would be. They weren't saying, boy, I hope it's a girl. No, they, they actually paid to have a girl. So I understand that. Listen, we're just going to talk about a contracts case. Without a doubt, they had a contract that said we're going to have a girl. And they're not having a girl, so they have every right to sue, and they're probably going to win. But they still have a, a, a beautiful child, a, a live, living human being that is part of you and is now your son, uh, just to say these horrible things about you know half of the population is is nuts. I mean, to me, if you walk around and think that all men are violent sexual assaulters who have toxic masculinity, there's something wrong with you. You aren't doing a proper study of human beings. Yes, of course it happens, and it's heinous and horrible, and we should stamp it out of society, but it's not a service of just being male. It's a service of somebody having something else wrong with them. And those people should not be in our society mixing with, with good people. They should be put away. But, I mean, it, it, it makes me so angry to hear somebody assume because you've got a Y chromosome, you're therefore a bad person who's looking to sexually assault somebody. That doesn't make any sense. And I should know I've got a Y chromosome. 
So I, it just it just bothers me. You've got two teenage sons. They're growing they're growing up in a society that assumes bad about them until they prove they're not. I mean, what is I that? Know. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. I know. Do you have do you have conversations about that? I mean, with with my children, I'm like, nobody gets to touch your private area. Nobody, you know, if somebody does something wrong, do you tell us immediately, even if they tell you not to? I mean, we try to make sure that we get that across. I mean, what kind of? Sure. I don't have a son. What do you say to him? Well, and also, I, I you know we've talked about you know even if there are girls you go to school with and they're your friend, don't just think you can come up behind them and put your arm around them, right? Because they could think it's something else and. <clears throat> It's hard for them to understand understand that. Um, it, we haven't, you know, so we've had a couple of conversations about that. I hate yeah. it. I hate, and I hate that I have to talk about it like that. It, well, I mean, but it's it's a service of the society. We we had an employee that I wanted to have a conversation with, and it was a woman, and I didn't want to do it by myself, so I, I asked another another manager to come in and have the conversation too. This way, nobody could say, well, you, you said this, you did that, you gave me this yeah. look, you touched this. You know, I... I, I I never used to think that you had to do that because if you're a good person, you're not doing anything wrong. Why would somebody say that you are? But in the day and age of you too or me too, of me too, there are a lot of people who say me too and it didn't happen. There are even more people that say me too and it did happen. There are more people who aren't saying me too that it happened to that should. But it gets watered down when you've got, you know, cases like the Duke lacrosse case, cases like Tawana Brawley. I mean, you've got cases where people literally are making this up and now you've got to train your son or your sons, before you get yourself in any position that'll be compromising, where somebody can lie about you and you've got no witness and no way out, you better, you know, you better think twice. Absolutely. And it sucks that you can't yeah. walk up and say, hey, how you doing? And put your arm over somebody's shoulder who's a friend. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I said, we've had this conversation. I mean, because you just, you don't know. I got good kids. I know I have, I have good boys. Right. But it, it does, sometimes it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, it's true, and, and and that's just where we are in society. But now they're going to raise this child to think I'm inherently bad because right. of my chromosomes, I which is hope not. Mm. all right. So as crazy as that story is, and you 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 can really find some stupid stories. You've got oh, one that no. actually tops it. Oh yeah, g- g- yep. give us this one if you don't um, mind. Also from the Blaze social media user I am Delu raised eyebrows on Sunday after tweeting about what she described as her very first menstrual cycle. Uh, the user, however, is a transgender woman, a biological male, and does not have a uterus, which is instrumental in completing a menstrual cycle. Uh, the user tweeted, okay, I'm a trans woman who's experiencing her first period cramps, and what the bleep? I have literally never felt pain like this. Why do we let people live like this? At the time of the reporting, the tweet has been liked by more than 91,000 times. Media Research Center's Brittany Hughes fired back, no you're not, and shared a screenshot of what causes cramping during women's menstrual cycle. Uh, the graphic said during your menstrual period, your uterus contracts to help expel its lining. Hormone-like substances involved in pain and inflammation trigger the uterine muscle contractions. Uh, higher levels of these are associated with more severe menstrual cramps. Uh, one user simply wrote no and shared a graphic of a woman's uterus. <sighs> Have you got anything else you can read? I was getting a cramp for a second there. I was getting... <laughs> Feel his home cramping up a little bit. I might be cramping. I don't know. You don't know. You don't know. I do. It's Monday. I feel a little feminine today. I'm having. I'm having my period. Not having menstrual cramps. Okay. But but, but, Carrie, who are the ninety-one thousand people who liked it? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. There aren't ninety-one thousand trans people in the country. 
Come on, man. So what is this person, what kind of pain is this person experiencing? Because they don't have a uterus. Um, Probably twisted his ankle or something. I don't know. On. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. And people are like, oh, oh you're so wonderful. I'm so glad that you can, you can feel our pain. <laughs> no. Ain't no period here. Period. Somebody else said maybe it's constipation. <laughs> That's what um, it is. Uh, uh, big lunch. Big lunch got my period. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. It is uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Go to JoePags.com. Do me a favor, sign up for all the social media you can. Check out the TikToks. I, 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 again, if you don't want to go to TikTok, that's fine. There's a link there. But I also share those videos on whichever one you are on, maybe Instagram or Twitter or Getter or Truth Social, which is starting to come around. We come back, it'll be Alex Stein. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this guy. Man, he's just—he's been setting the, the, the internet on fire, YouTube on fire. He's been on Fox News recently. His name is Alex Stein. Alex, first of all, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm doing good, Joe, and thank you for having me on. You know, it's primetime, 99, Alex Stein on the <laughs> ground all the time. So now people are finally noticing I've been doing this, uh, you know, I've been trying to, I'm kind of an attention hog myself, and I've been trying to get it. Now it's fine, finally getting the attention, especially now that I'm on with the, the great Joe Pag. So thank well, you for having me on. I appreciate that. You're getting the attention that you deserve. You know, city council meetings really are snore fests. And for those who are wondering, this guy looks familiar. Who is this guy? This is the guy who goes and raps at city council meetings. But, but from what I saw the other night on Tucker, you didn't start uh, thinking to yourself, let me go rap at city council meetings. You were just a guy who wanted to be heard. And these people are picking their noses. They're eating Snickers. They're scratching their toes. They're on the phone. They're texting. They're doing whatever they have to do. And they, they ignore the, this sort of hearing portion where they're supposed to actually listen to residents and find out what your concerns are. So you said, let me do something about that. It really did start that sort of innocuous, right? I mean, you started, you just wanted to be heard. Joe, man, you really got the story down. I mean, I went there, you know, talking about a lot of the, you know, pandemics, a lot of the lockdowns and, you know, speaking kind of just against the measures seemed a little absurd at the time. And so I went there very earnestly trying to get their attention, saying, you know, this is not based in science or this and yada, yada, yada. And exactly like how you described it, they're basically on their phone. A lot of times the public comments at the beginning of the meeting and the meeting maybe in the morning. So these people are just having their coffee. They're just kind of rolling out of bed. They couldn't care less. But for me, it was really sad because even though I was upset about stuff, I'd see people talking about how like child protective services took their kids and they shouldn't have. And like, you know, they were just, you know, trying to work or what, you know, they had right. serious issues. And then the city council would just look at them like, you know, this is zombies. Like I describe them as non-playable characters in the video game of life. Like you can't, you can't get their reaction. And so what I noticed was and then I then I started like I kind of joked around. And then the next meetings and next meetings, I, I just made a joke like how Mayor Johnson should try to, you know, uh, uh plug the vaccine johnson and johnson's free johnson and johnson and i said hey it would be great if you did it in like you know maybe the gay community because you're an openly gay mayor and he's not an openly gay mayor but he reacted his eyes got this big you know it was just a joke and i could just tell then i was i was off to the races like oh my gosh just a little innocuous joke about this kind of at the end of my speech i i got him i pulled him off sides like a quarterback being like hut, hut, hut. and you know how they trying to make the guys go, go off sides right. i noticed he went off sides so then i was like 
all right, let me get crazier and crazier and crazier. And then one of the my first viral speech and a lot of conservative people shared it. Uh, Joe was a speech. I went there. It was a pro abortion speech, which I think is ridiculous. You know, I'm not you know, uh, I don't really like abortion at all. Right. But in Texas, they made it illegal. So I went up there and I said, you know, this is my favorite form of birth control. It's 100 percent. You know, you guys are ruining my life. Wow. And, and it was just so absurd then that was really like, all right, now I'm just going to go there and say the craziest thing possible just to get a response. Because really and truly, Joe, the world is so crazy. If you just hold a mirror up to the mainstream media and their rhetoric, it's it's comedy in itself. It's like we've really lost. We're not based in reality more. We're based in some sort of virtue signaling, uh, you know, Wizard of Oz nightmare that we're currently living. So, like I said, just putting a mirror up to that and regurgitating their rhetoric is humor for the right and the left because then the left is like, is this really what I look like? I'm really this crazy. So that's been the most effective is kind of blurring the line of reality by using real things, by using real rhetoric, right. but just presenting it in kind of a goofy way. Primetime Alex Stein, 99 on the grind. He's the guy who's <laughs> rapping at the uh, the city council meetings. I think the first one that I saw, you were wearing scrubs, it looked like. Um, and yeah, I think you, you were telling them we need more shots, we need more jabs, we need everybody has to wear more masks, something like that. Um, do you find that they're still half asleep until they realize that they're being rapped at and then they look up and do they try to stop you when, when you're starting to go off for a while? I mean, what you're saying, you're right. I love it because I know that you disagree with what you're saying, but you're saying you're just yeah. throwing it right back at them what they've already said in the public square. Do they realize it right off the bat? Have they tried to remove you? I mean, how, how far has this gone? Well, see, in Dallas, now they know me. And see, that's also what I like, because when you go to that meeting, it's very tense. For a person that's never spoke at a city council meeting, it's just nerve-wracking. Even for me, it's a little yeah. nervous. You have all these eyes looking at you. It's just kind of awkward. But now in Dallas, I realized once I started doing the raps, and then that went viral, and when I go there, the city manager, the mayor, everybody, they're on eggshells. They're nervous. And you can feel that energy because, I mean, this sounds crazy, but, like, you can feel the vibrational energy in the room. You can kind of feel when the room is, like, negative or positive when, like, something's going on. So when I walk in there, you can just tell that I take – instead of them taking the air out of the room, I take the air out of the room. Right. And I have them on skates. And so that's why I think it's so effective, too. It's like I'm they can't really stop you. Like as long as I don't say anything that's just, you know, just totally disgusting. And as long as I don't say, you know, any, you know, derogatory curse words. Right. You have your you have your First Amendment right, because people have gone there and been mad at the mayor and been like, I'm going to beat you up. I want to blah, 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 blah. Right. And, you know, that they will shut you down, like if you need threatening. But as long as you kind of color within the lines a little bit. They're going to they get you have your three minutes, your First Amendment right of freedom of speech. So that's what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to push it all the way to the limit without going over. And like I even just reiterated, it's really not that hard because I'm just usually regurgitating like, give me my Fauci ouchie. Give me my you know, I need my eighth booster. I need this and that because that's what the left says. That's what the mainstream media says. So it's really it's it's the, that's the most effective tool is kind of mockery more than anything. Go to youtube.com slash alexstein99. I love what you're doing, but but as the kids would say today, it's kind of cringe. So you're oh, up there. Oh, it's cringe for sure. Oh, yeah, 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 no, yeah it's, it's, it's cringe like crazy. Um, but but I love it because social media hasn't seemed to, to, to pick up on you yet. And here's what I mean. You're over 100,000 on YouTube, so they haven't really figured it out yet. On Twitter, you, you've got, um, you know, starting to build a following, tens of thousands now, five, about 50,000, maybe even yeah. more than that now. But you're getting great virality on everything that you're posting. Like I've got over 110,000. Four people see and retweet my stuff because they've decided this guy is right and we shouldn't let anybody see this. 
Can you stay flying under the radar? I mean, uh, going on shows like Tucker or going on my show and admitting what it is that you're doing, and it's great entertainment, but it's also informational because it's opening our eyes to the fact that they're not listening to us and we can make them listen to us so we go a little bit beyond. Uh, are, are, do you feel safe flying under the radar, or do you think they're going to realize it uh, eventually? And YouTube like, has demonetized me because I interviewed like you know, Dr. Uh, Dr. Urso or Dr. Yeah, Malone. Yeah. Um, so are you, are you afraid of that, or are you just going to do what you do? Well, honestly, I'm really not worried about money. I mean, we all need money to survive. So it's right. like I know YouTube is going to de- demonetize me, and I don't make a ton of money from YouTube. But so flying under the radar, no, that's going to be impossible. But at the same time, as long as I'm in a big metroplex in Dallas, so, so there's a lot of different cities I can hit. And if you work in that city, which I work in a lot of cities because you know I'm in the car business, so I can right. I have to deal with I deal with people all over the metroplex. So as as long as I can go speak in in person in these meetings, you know, I think I think I'll be fine. I can do this for a really long time. But now on the internet. Like I was trying to speak at a Boston meeting and then they immediately recognized me and they shut me down okay. when you're on a zoom call. That's really easy to do. So yeah, there's going to be times, Joe, where like, they're just going to shut me down immediately and Tucker and, you know, going on these shows, it does kind of what they, as they say, this is the young kids say it blows up my spot. But at the same time, it's so great because, Joe, I, I can't tell you how many people have sent me a message that said, oh, I'm going to go speak at my city council meeting now nice. because of you. I'm going to speak at my school board meeting because of you. I'm going to do A, B, C, or D because of you. And and honestly, that is the best thing. I mean, I'm not trying to virtue signal. Of course, I want money. Of course, I want notoriety and right. stuff. You know, I would like all that. But when I actually feel like I'm making a difference, I'm actually like encouraging people to stand up for themselves instead of just, like I said on Tucker, getting tinkled on and told it's raining from right. the government and from our local officials, then that, that really brings me the most joy because you can you can kind of feel that energy like my followers like i said i don't have a million followers but the ones that do it's like they really like it they're they're being inspired to do stuff so even though it's a goofy cringy take and it's meant to be cringy because i'm mocking the left i want to be as cringe as the left is you know uh and and you know i'm, I'm gonna keep doing it until they either throw me in jail for something you know for going across line. like like this is what i'm doing today and i'll say on your show yes. Tonight, I'm, I have anxiety. I'm actually not my normal self, Joe, because I'm a little nervous. So I have a women's bathing suit, and I'm going to the Plano City Council, and I'm going to wear a robe. And I'm going to complain that the women's YMCA will not let me swim against them in the upcoming swimming championships because <laughs> I only reassigned my gender two weeks ago. Come on, and man. then I'm going to take off the robe, and I'm going to be in a woman's bathing suit like Leah Thomas. <laughs> so I'm just a little stressed. Yes, I know. It's already funny. The idea is starting. And, like, I'm ready to do it. I'm really not nervous. And I'm just like, oh, talk about cringe, dude. I'm going to be in the internet cross stressing with a, with, a, with a bikini up my butt. It's not a bikini. It's a one piece, but yes. So me doing these crazy things, I'm excited to do it, but I still have that normal anxiety. It's like when you're about to go perform really and truly like why you perform that's, I'm not even thinking about it. Right. You're kind of in the zone, but it's like the lead up. It's kind of like how you do an interview. You know, you're kind of, if you have something to do, it kind of stresses you out or you're thinking about it. So right. once I get there and then I rip it off, then it'll be over in three minutes. I'll be fine. But I'm just been thinking about it all day. Like I'm shaving my chest. I shave my legs. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm like having a myself a manicure joe so it's a lot but i know we got to go soon so before we go i got to do a joe pags rap go ahead all right yeah go ahead please okay so uh, you know this is off the dome we got to go let's go all the way joe you are my number one bro city council is where i go and you know i put on a show gonna take off my robe and you know i'm gonna show my butt then i'm gonna say what is wrong with the plan. I am a Vlad Zelensky stand. And we don't need to have the war in Ukraine. That is insane. No war. No World War Three, Joe. I hope we can say B-U-T-T on the radio. We but, can, yes. Uh, okay, yeah, we can say that. <laughs> so, Joe, I mean, like I said, I really come up with this, a lot of improvisational stuff. Like, I didn't have any music there. I really didn't prepare rap. But what I'm saying is, speaking from the heart, 
is not that hard when you're just kind of using their rhetoric. So people are like, oh, you're brilliant. I'm not brilliant. I'm the farthest thing from brilliant. I'm really probably dumb, but I'm I'm able to I'm able to go speak and not have a lot of shame. I think that's right. my one talent. Well, yeah. well I, I think well, listen. First of all, you're very talented. You're obviously not dumb. You're you're actually very smart. Um, uh, you you alluded to this a bit, but I'm going to really pile this on a little bit. You're in the front uh, of this. You're in the front line because people are now going to their school board meetings and they're being heard. They're going to their city council meetings and they're being heard. And maybe just maybe a guy like you who doesn't have that shame, as you say, or look like mm-hmm. me, I never get nervous. I just don't. I'm a yeah. performer. I can play the sax phone or sing in front of people. I don't care. Um, a lot of people do care and they get, they feel a little bit of shame about that or embarrassment. I think if you can put that aside, the moral of the story is you can reach a whole lot of people. Let me give you a little story that you didn't know. I've got a 13 year old daughter named Gia. And, uh, today my wife sent me a text with a video of you and I went, what's, what's up? Cause I, I thought she knew that I had you on. She said, Oh, Gia found this and thought, thinks this guy is freaking hilarious. And I said, I have him on today. What are you talking about? So my 13-year-old found you on TikTok and yeah. loves you, thinks that it's amazing that you have this ability. She, she says you're so funny, although she is listening to the, to the actual issues as well. So from 13 and I'm 55, and then there are people older than I am who are also getting what you're laying down, I think that you're burning a path that other people were afraid to, to walk on. Once the path is, is pounded down a bit, the beaten path, then people can follow you. Do, do you get that? I mean, I know that you're- Joe, you're, 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 Joe, you're, I'm about to have ahead. a panic attack. Listen, I can't believe it because, dude, I've had four <laughs> different friends with kids say all their kids sent them my video. Right. I'm not kidding. You're the fifth person. So I didn't even realize that I'm resonating that much with young people because really my TikTok page only has like 13,000 people or something. So it's other people sharing it. That's why it's going viral. But right. I, dude, at the end of the day, Joe, man, that makes me even feel just as good as somebody going is listen our kids are the future and i think they're the ones that are being you know indoctrinated the most they're the ones that are taking the brunt of the pandemic or whatever you know they're the ones that are just they have to take it for us adults and i don't know why we pick on children so the fact that like there are some children all i'm trying to say is we live in a world of of kind of the fake matrix the political correctness so if kids can kind of enjoy this and realize that like the world isn't this you know virtue signaling nightmare where you have to walk on eggshells and you can laugh and you can have fun that makes me feel good i'm just happy i can't believe there's a fifth person that told me that they're they're you know their kids showed them the video wow that makes my day that really yeah, see, now Alex, i'm gonna it, extra it, perform better tonight it, it, it oftentimes takes one person and you're the one yeah. person I, again you're, you're beating that path and it's hilarious and it's cringe and i get a little embarrassed and i'm like what the hell's this guy yeah. doing but at the at the end of the day you think to yourself otherwise nobody would ever have heard about this meeting nobody would ever have heard about how this meeting was handling this very important issue and now maybe my 13 year old when she becomes comes 20 is going to say, you know, I want to go speak to the council or I want to, I want to run for student government in college. And I think that you really are opening those doors. It may not have been the intention. It may have been the intention. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but you really are telling other people you can do this. These are just people sitting, you know, behind their desks up there picking <laughs> their noses. There's nothing wrong with you doing this. Yeah, and there's no reason to be intimidated. As a matter of fact, I just spoke uh, of the uh, at a criminal justice reform meeting in New York City on Zoom, and like the, the reason is I've been getting kicked out of a lot of meetings on Zoom in New York. But I spoke earnestly, so my family were in the bail bond business, and I talked about how you know the criminal justice reform is letting people out in New York City. All you do the same form that you sign for a public defender, you can basically sign and say I'm indigent, I don't have any money, and they're going to give you an R O R O R bond, release on own recognizance. And the reason why that in New York is getting so bad is because now they don't have a third party person like a bail bonds in the 
that's responsible right. for people to go to court. And so people don't realize this because they say, oh, well, it's racist to have a bail bondsman because bail bondsmen aren't cops. They just have a private eye and they can arrest people. Well, they can only arrest people that have a felony warrant. So now in New York, if you have a felony warrant and you're out on bond, a bondsman can't arrest you because you don't have a bond. So that's why all these criminals, they know that they migrate there because these career criminals Crazy. meet in jail. They said, oh, they go to New York. So what I'm saying is we have a nightmare in certain cities like New York, Chicago, L.A., where, where there, it's a purposeful, controlled demolition of our society. And, our, our, and so I spoke serious at these meetings. Some of these meetings I do speak seriously only because – and like I said, it probably doesn't go that far as the comedy – but at the same time, the reason why I do that is I'm going to post that video is to encourage people that, guys, you could, you don't have to be a goofball like me. You don't have to act idiotic, but you can actually go make your point because these are just normal people. So right. you don't have to imitate me. And if you imitate me, that's the sincerest form of flattery. So I like that, too. I like that other comedians are going up there. Um, but what I'm saying is you can do it both. You, you can be serious, and that still has an effect. Now, it's not going to just totally change the world, but I'm telling you, we got to do it. If I don't, I'm not trying to light the world on fire, but I'm trying to light some hearts on fire just individually and try to make a difference and that will actually make a difference if you go to these small local governments guys i know it sounds crazy but you can actually make a difference you can i love the energy i love the backbone i love that you're doing it you're not backing down it's alex stein go follow him youtube.com slash alex stein 99 is it also alex stein 99 on, on twitter i know we follow each other yes it is alex stein 99 on twitter you can find me on instagram i'm on every social media account if you guys can't find me then you're not looking very hard is all i'm saying well, alex, I'm everywhere you got to keep it up you got to come back here often thank you for the joe yes, packs rap we will use it and uh <laughs> And, and, and you come, own it. It's yours. Well, I put it on you. Spotify. Please. Yeah, share it as much as possible. I appreciate I'll come it. up with a better one. I'll be back and I'll come up with no, a better one. No, that was excellent. One. It was right off the dome. Uh, Alex, okay. we appreciate you. Keep up the good work. Let's talk again soon, okay? Yes, sir. Have a good one, Joe. Right, Thank brother. you again. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. I appreciate you stopping by Motown Monday, the Joe Pag Show. We really appreciate Alex Stein coming on. Let me tell you about Stamps.com. If you've got a small business, you're selling stuff online, time is money. You know that. Don't waste either of them with repeated trips to the post office. With Stamps.com, you can skip the trip and focus on uh, how to take care of your small business and taking it to the next level. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right from your computer and saves you money in the process. You can spend less time at the post office and more time making your customers happy. Been doing it for more than 20 years now. You got to get with them because you can save a bunch of money, like up to 40% off of USPS, 76% off of UPS. All you need is a computer and a standard printer, no special supplies, no special equipment. You're going to be up and running in just minutes, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send it. Get over to Stamps.com right now. Stop overpaying for shipping. Go to Stamps.com, sign up with code PAGS, P-A-G-S, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, digital scale. Don't have to worry about long-term commitments or contracts. Stamps.com is the website. Click on the microphone at the top of the page. Enter my code PAGS. Stamps.com. Enter code PAGS. Make that happen right now. Carrie, wish I had time for that story. I'll have to save it for tomorrow. Paula, what's happening? So Will Smith has uh, publicly apologized to Chris Rock. Well, it, only took a, it only took like 12 hours. Yeah, okay. so he, he sent out, I guess, like a, like I'm assuming it's a tweet. 
you know, basically apologizing for, for what he did the previous night. And then he said, you know, I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. He said I was out of line and I was wrong and I'm embarrassed and my actions were not indicted, indic, indicative indicative of, of the man I want to be. And then at the, at the end, he said, I'm a work in progress. I mean, he had he had to do it. I'm surprised it took an entire day or a half a day, but uh, okay, whatever. We'll see what Chris Rock says. He'll accept it, but everything will be done. Everybody saw him do it. All right, that's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We're back tomorrow, same time, same place. Thanks a lot for staying around. JoePags.com. Get there right now. We'll talk to you later. Bye. This is the Joe Pags Show.